Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. Among the five intellectual virtues that Aristotle discusses in Nicomachean Ethics Book 6, that is, habits or dispositions of mind, of the rational part of the soul, that make us able to do things in particularly excellent ways. In this case, to arrive at truth, we find one that the Greek term for which is nous, and we translate it in a number of different ways, none of which are perfect translations, all of which need to be contextualized a bit. There's three I words that we typically use for it, intellect, which really does work in some respects, but sometimes, you know, Aristotle is going to use this to describe the, the, the rational part of the soul or parts of the rational part of the soul, rather than habits, hexes, or activities of it. Intelligence, that's also pretty good, but, you know, we often associate intelligence with a kind of raw capacity, and we think of it in terms of activities of the mind rather than what this is. Intuition, also misleading to translate it as intuition, although, as we'll talk about, there are some reasons why people sometimes prefer that. Sometimes people say intuitive intelligence, putting the two of them together. Another translation for this is mind. Now, all of these are describing something that we have to remember is not the soul itself, or the part of the soul, the intellectual part of the soul, but rather a built-up dynamic disposition or habit within the soul that helps us arrive at truth. Truth in terms of both the theoretical activities of the mind and as we're also going to see in terms of the practical activities of the mind and the human person. So noose is going to play a very important role. And what does it actually do? Here's the, the clue to it. Noose, or intellect, is what allows us to grasp archa, which are first principles in Greek. And these play an incredibly important role, not only within Aristotle's Nicomachean ethics, but also within his thought as a whole. And he thinks that, that this is because they play a very important role in our practical and our theoretical inferences, arguments, decisions, lives, teaching, all of that sort of stuff. We can't begin from nowhere when we're engaged in some sort of reasoning or deliberative process. We have to have some starting points. The question then is, well, where do we get these starting points from? Now, Aristotle will talk at some points, for example, in this very book about getting our starting points from experience. He says that metaphysics, in fact, that's why kids can't study metaphysics effectively. They don't have enough experience, which then has to be translated into to something else that ultimately provides these starting points and leads to knowledge about things. The starting points for mathematics can be just given as axioms, or there's, there's other ways that we can arrive at them. But Aristotle thinks that we have a certain capacity, or rather disposition habit of mind that truthfully leads us to first principles. We grasp them. 
This is, I think, why some people want to translate it as intuition, which can be sometimes a bit misleading. You know, we often associate intuition with something that's a feeling, and we say, well, I, I don't really have some sort of cognitive reason for why I'm doing something. I can't reason it out, but I have a vague gut feeling. That could be similar in certain respects to what Aristotle's talking about, but this is a bit more illuminative than just, you know, that bare sense of, of intuition that we're discussing there. So it truthfully grasps the first principles, the archive. Why is that important? Well, you notice that I've got three other kinds of intellectual virtue here that depend upon these starting points. Like I just said, if you don't have starting points to begin with, you can't actually get anywhere. Scientific knowledge is really quite powerful. But think of it sort of like a machine that unless it's actually got the fuel going in and the, the raw materials going in, it can't do anything. Scientific knowledge is another intellectual virtue, a habit, a, a habitus, a, a you know, sort of structure within the mind that allows one to generate knowledge from first principles. Once you get those first principles to work with, now you can do all sorts of deductive work with them and, you know, draw out all sorts of other really cool conclusions and, and make something of it. But you have to have those, those principles to begin with or you can't get the thing started. Wisdom is in fact a composite, Aristotle says, of scientific knowledge and intelligence or intellect, nous, because wisdom, in its true sense, consists in the conclusions from the first principles and a grasp of the first principles itself. So you can't integrate the first principles without, with knowledge if you don't possess the first principles. So you have to acquire them somehow, and that's what intellect provides us with. What about prudence? Practical wisdom. It plays a role with practical wisdom as well. And this is a very important point because, as we saw at the beginning of Nicomachean Ethics, Book 6, it looks much more like Aristotle is associating intellect solely with that higher theoretical part of the rational part of the human soul, not with the lower, the deliberative or calculating or reasoning part practically reasoning part that is concerned with things that, that actually change. As it turns out, this is going to play a role in the whole realm of the prudential as well, because even prudence has to begin from some starting points. As a matter of fact, prudence is going to have to begin from even more starting points. It doesn't work the same way as, say, scientific knowledge does, where it just does deductive things, but it has to grasp what is the beginning points in the, the uh, situation, the practical situation that it's looking at, from which it can then start reasoning out or deliberating what it needs to do. So, as Aristotle is going to say, in deductive or scientific reasoning, it grasps the first and unchanged changeable definitions, that's another way of thinking of starting points, is sort of definitions, a horoi in, in Greek, for demonstrations, for apodeixis, that's involved in scientific knowledge. 
When we're talking about the whole role of prudence and the starting points that it provides there, one of the things that's a starting point is perception, eistasis, perception of particulars. Not only do we need to have archaic principles working, and the virtues actually supply those in, in large respect, but we also have to grasp the particulars. We have to say what is what, what is relevant in the situation. Interestingly, this notion of perception doesn't just mean sense perception, it means something like grasping what has been called the ethical salience of things, either by Nancy Sherman or Deborah Actenberg in the beautiful turn of phrase. What does that really mean? We're grasping moral values. Aristotle says in the politics that we actually do have perception of the good and the bad, the right and the wrong, the ugly and the beautiful, that these are not just a matter of a speech, a saying things are certain ways, they're not just purely mental, they are out there to be grasped as such. And that is part of what Noose seems to be doing. He also talks about it as grasping the minor premise. This has to do with practical reasoning and the role of what we call the practical syllogism, particularly in relation to, to Book 7 of the Nicomachean Ethics. The minor premise is the one that allows you to apply the major premise, which is the universal premise. The minor premise has to do with the particulars. So, for example, all sweet things should be tasted. This is a sweet thing. Therefore, I should taste it. This is a sweet thing, is the minor premise. Aristotle thinks that nous, or intellect, intelligence, is in fact providing practical reasoning with that sort of basis. So this is a intellectual virtue that, that you could say straddles the whole of the rational part of the soul for Aristotle, the part that's concerned with the theoretical matters, where wisdom and scientific knowledge is concerned, and the part concerned with practical matters, where we see concerns of prudence and art or skill and the, a lot of other things having to do with deliberation. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.